You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, there's a lot of economic news we can discuss, like we did last week with Glenn Zimmerman, debt ceiling, things in the economy. But Glenn is taking a different perspective today and taking a look at our personal finances and how they can be either helped or hurt by issues of the heart. And what are the tools to overcome that? We'll talk about that with Christian financial planner, Glenn Zimmerman. Glenn, thanks for joining us again. My pleasure. Good morning. This is uh, this is a problem that has plagued us since pretty much the garden, right? I mean, we're not talking anything here that's that's new just because of social media. It's just maybe hype has heightened a little bit. Is that true? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good way good way to put it. You know, um, if you think about kind of the battle of our heart, that's a good way to, to kind of start the discussion. Um, every day, you know, we're we're bombarded, um, and if, if you think about the concepts of envy or jealousy, you know, they're really powerful. And I think with social media, boy, it just puts it right there in in front of us. And our money and our finances are so tied to those two often negative emotions. And, you know, whether it's possessions or experiences, seeing friends take trips or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, you know, that, that FOMO, the fear of missing out, um, it's really powerful. And I think those, those social media algorithms, you know, there's been news stories about it. They're really designed to promote that. They promote that, that greed or that fear or the insecurity or the desire for more. So it's kind of important, I think, to kind of be aware of that and, and kind of check ourselves when we use social media. It, it can be a good tool. It's powerful, but it can quickly cause negative comparisons to others. And then that can make us feel bad about ourselves. Right. So, you know, I, I think the, what the scriptures tell us money, you know, uh, it's the love of money, not money itself. The love of money is a root of, of evil. And of course, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. Um, you know, it's interesting. I don't remember the exact study of where it came from, but years ago, I read a study in psychology and it said, yes, having more money, of course, does generate more happiness, but up to a point. And it was interesting above sort of like a a solid middle-class income, more money really didn't create that much more happiness. Uh, it actually can kind of create, you know, its own set of problems. Um, you know, the extreme examples when, you know, we might be aware of sort of the lottery winners. In fact, you know, you hear stories of how their lives often can kind of fall apart. So I think comparison is dangerous. Um, I don't know who said it, if it was C.S. Lewis or a president or somewhere, somebody said <laughs> comparison is the enemy of contentment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it can be a tool, but we have to be careful with that. Um, so when we compare ourselves to others, think, am I comparing myself to better myself, be, feel good about myself, improve myself, or am I, is it causing negative feelings? And that's when the red flags go off. Right. And there's negative feelings and emotions and it can impact us spiritually. But you're saying it's a practical impact, too. Financially, it can cause problems. Yeah, it, it does. Um, you know, the... When we start to, when we start to compare ourselves to others, and it can quickly turn to "I deserve," or if they have something, then you know why don't I have something? And that's when it it gets it gets really dangerous. People start making purchases they you know they probably shouldn't. Um, it's not hey, we've prayed about something, we think it's time to move, it's, I want this, let's have it, let's not think about it, plan for it, let's just do it. That's when it starts to get to get dangerous. Um, you know, it's funny, you think anybody that's got kids, um, 
uh, you know, young kids, they have this amazing sense of fairness and justice. You know, it's kind of amazing. If one of them gets something, the other one, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. This isn't right. How come they get it and I don't? And, you know, that's a little bit what this jealousy and envy can can become. You know, it's it can quickly devolve into this um uh, the sense of I deserve, and that's when it gets really dangerous. The other way to look at it is, oh, I want to provide for my family. I'm, these people went on a cruise, or these people had mm-hmm. this. Um, they got to, you know, experience this restaurant, whatever it is, and we, we want to provide or, or give our our kids the best experience. And and so, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I guess it's just sometimes we take it to uh, to our financial detriment. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think it's um, our motives are pure. This, you know, I don't, certainly don't want to act like, oh, anytime you, you want more money or want to get a raise or where that's bad. It's not. That's not at all. It's just it's it, it's age old phrase, you know, where, where your heart is. And it can start with good motives. But, you know, I think that that idea of comparison that can quickly lead to judging. And I don't know about you, but it seems like judging in our world today has become like a sport. You know, I mean, it's whether it's politics or money or anything else. And again, social media promotes that. We just love to judge, you know, mm. <laughs> and, and often I think, uh, you know, I, we don't know the whole story. And I think that's the, one of the things I've noticed in my career in, in finance is that money is such a poor gauge of where people are, even financially, even their security or success. You know, sometimes we look at somebody that, that has a lot of things or stuff and, and they may have some real financial problems. Somebody else on the outside looking in, you know, really may not. So it can be a, a very bad way to uh, judge if somebody's doing well. But our motives can be pure. Fairness seems like a, a positive thing. We should be fair. If they're getting that, I should get that, just like the little kids. Or, or you know, we, we often want to be vigilantes with justice, you know. Um, somebody shouldn't have that because they did something wrong. We don't know what God's, you know, doing in, in their life. So yeah, that's a that's a dangerous. It's funny. I was I was thinking about this topic, and I remember my first first year of law school, and I stupidly said something. You know, you're called on in in class, and I stupidly said something about a case. Well, that result just didn't seem fair, and my professor kind of just laughed. He goes, "Fair fairness has nothing to do with it. It's what the law allows." You know, so it's just it's it's kind of a reminder that you know. Fairness, we, we really kind of need to be careful with that one um, because, you know, if you think about it, thank goodness God doesn't use fairness and justice with us because no, none of us would would uh, com- would raise up to his level. And instead, he, he chose grace and grace and not justice. And I'd say, thank goodness. Yes, thank goodness. We're talking with Glenn Zimmerman, Christian financial planner today. Well, if if jealousy and envy is the disease, then there's got to be a cure, an antidote, an antidote, right, Glenn? And what is that? Yeah, I think, you know, we talk about it often, but gratitude seems to come up over and over. Um, and it's not something we get, okay, I have, I have gratitude done. You know, it's like every day you got to kind of get up and and purposely practice gratitude. And I think part of it is we live in in such amazingly prosperous times. Mm-hmm. And, and we live in a prosperous country. We talked about that last week about the debt ceiling, you know, and so we have so much to be thankful for. And we forget just even in our own country, just how bad things were not bad, but much worse, just 30, 40, 50 years ago, you know, the quality of life was much worse, you know, the rates of cancer are less people are living, you know, so much longer. 
um, you know, back in the 40s, 50s, they were dealing with this horrible disease called polio. Now we don't even think about it anymore. Um, I think about my grandfather who was born in 1911 on the plains of Oklahoma, no cars yet, went through two wars. And I just remember, you know, when he was 65, it, 65 was way older than it is today. <laughs> so we, we, we are very, we have a lot to be thankful for. And for whatever reason, God has really blessed us and blessed our country. Um, yeah, there's a singer songwriter, um, Cheryl Crow. I don't often quote songwriters, but sometimes they have a way of saying things. There's a line in one of her songs, soak up the sun. It says, it's not having what you want, but wanting what you've got. And I think there's something to that. There's some wisdom there appreciating uh, our, our homes and the cars and, and the life that God has provided us. And we all know we can change in a moment. Um, just a quick story. This, this literally happened uh, four or five days ago. I have a really good friend, Mike, and um, he was out on a ski trip with some friends. They've been going for years. And um, Mike had to come home early and the other guys kept skiing. The next day, a friend of his was skiing a normal run. He always has done several times that day, somehow slipped, got off course. Long story, he fell off a ravine and he, he broke his back and he is now paralyzed. And, you know, in an instant, his life has changed. This guy is an ER surgeon. So you think about his skill set. What is amazing is there is story after story of every person he's come into, he has been a witness. He's talked about, God's got this, we're good, his wife is there with him, we're fine, we're gonna get through this, God is greater than our problems. And you just step back and go, that's gratitude uh, to the extreme and practicing it in the most difficult moment. So yes, life is good and when things are going well, let's appreciate it. Um, and I think that is the tool to get us away from jealousy and envy and worrying what other people have or don't have. That's also a supernatural gift, I think. Uh, our Heavenly Father um, gives us the grace to be able to go through certain things or to look at others and say, um, boy, it's so great that they get to do that and, and not have that envy or jealousy. It, it's, it really is supernatural. No, I agree. Yeah, it is. Uh, that is, I think, for, for, for Christians, you know, if we look at it, um, you know, he, he gives us the tools here to, to deal with this. But again, it's not a, that problem solved and move on. That's just, I don't know, at least for me, that is not my spiritual walk or life. It's mm -hmm. things I got to constantly get hit in the head and reminded, oh yeah, I need to work on this. All right. You know, and that's just the way it is, but he is there. He is there with us, whether things are going really badly or things are going well. Um, and when we tap into to use your word, Eric, that supernatural ability through through God, we can deal with this. And we can turn even something as dangerous as social media into something good. You know, it can um, we can use comparison in a good way to improve ourselves and 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 learn about like I through social media, we learned about the details of this horrible accident. So we can pray mm -hmm. for this person. So, you know, we're not saying wall ourselves off and and you know, be away from the world, we have to interact. But I think it is important just to kind of remind ourselves that, you know what, we are passing through. Um, I don't know why we're, we get to live in the United States and other people have to live in, you know, Iran or other countries or whatever it is. That's up to God. And there's a range of different money and possessions. But these things we're not taking with us, even in our lives. But what we do take with us is how we treat each other. 
And the way God has shown us grace and forgiveness, we need to try to show that same grace and forgiveness to others. And somehow, you know, throughout the gospel, Jesus is amazing how he, he always uses money and possessions as sort of a symbol of what's really going on in our hearts. And so when we do give sacrificially to someone, or if we do choose to listen to someone instead of quickly judge them, that's fighting against that envy and jealousy and really insecurity, you know, that can kind of derail us um, spiritually. So our, you know, we just have to remind ourselves through prayer and scripture, our security is really because of our faith. It's found in God himself. And again, he doesn't need our stuff and things to accomplish what he wants to do. But if we allow it, we can, he, he can use our lives, even our financial lives, kind of be part of what he's doing in this, in this crazy world that he, I believe he still has a plan for. Wow. Well, it really does start with the heart. And this has been a great reminder, Glenn. We can always talk dollars and cents and investments and taxes. But as you've reminded us today, it really does start spiritually and how we are focusing on either the Lord or our finances or just what we have or what we don't have and how we view it. So, Glenn, this has been so helpful. Thank you so much for your time today. Oh, it's my pleasure, guys. Hope you have a wonderful week.